0: Creating and sustaining a strong internal culture is one of the best things you can do to help your organization grow. Having team members and employees who are engaged at a high level is something that benefits everyone. This is why we take a behavior-based approach to the understanding and application of StrengthsFinder. We create a relational and intentional connection with those we work with. Awareness of the behaviors behind strengths help identify how you will make a significant and unique contribution to your team. When a team is armed with this knowledge, they understand their place in the larger organization. When several teams are operating out of places of strength, the culture is one that leverages and cultivates what makes everyone strong. At Leadership Vision, we have a unique distinction that we bring to the work we're doing with strengths. It's a lens we look through that informs us and our clients about our perspective on implementing strengths-based organizational culture. As you get to know us, it's important to understand this framework as it truly is the bedrock of all we do. Hello and welcome to the Leadership Vision Podcast. My name is Nathan Freeberg, and today I'm talking again with our president and CEO, Brian Schubring about our unique approach to implementing strengths in any organization. We will talk about strengths as being descriptive, generative, environmental, and about transformation. Now those words take a little bit of unpacking, so stick around to hear Brian and I walk through our four differentiators and also share a tip about how to apply these ideas to yourself or your organization. So let's start at the top. We use a descriptive, not prescriptive approach. A prescriptive approach is a one-size-fits-all model versus a descriptive approach, which is one that is dynamic and open to multiple interpretations. So here's Brian describing what this looks like on a very practical level.
1: So if you take the strength of achiever, what it is that we're trying to do is we are trying to say this word describes a myriad of of potential ways of that strength showing up. A prescriptive approach to interpreting the strength of Achiever is to say, all people with the strength of Achiever do this. They all look
0: this way. They all all have the same same makeup. The the
1: same approach, the same way that they do their work, the, the same breadth.
0: But is this bad? If we're looking for a common language by which to describe the best parts of ourselves, what's wrong with trying to find common ground? I think it's limiting. And the way that we speak to this is that a prescriptive
1: approach often, not always, often leads to misunderstanding. It um, also leads to potential conflict and assumptions that are made because you've read a definition of a strength and then you tried to apply that static definition to somebody with that strength. That's a prescriptive approach. All people with the strength of includer do this. For us, we would say the strength of includer provides a description of how that person might show up. Hmm. And we want to always leave room for not only the individual to show us what that strength of includer looks like, but then we also know that no strength works alone. All strengths are working in combination with other strengths, talents within various strengths. They also work together together. And when those unique combinations of strength begin to work together, the way someone's includer Mm. shows up is going to be very different than another person with the strength of includer. A descriptive approach gives room for an individual to show up with a uniqueness and distinction that's that's only theirs, that no one else considers, but we need to be more open-minded in how we are
0: understanding them. Using this textbook definition is a great place to start. We all have to start somewhere on this journey with strengths, but it provides a little room to appreciate the nuances of everyone's brilliance. Brian says that only using the textbook definition in the prescriptive model is saying, It just says it looks like this all the time,
1: regardless of relationship, regardless of context, regardless of experience. And we are taking all of those influences the different contexts a person is involved in, and we're mixing it all together and Mm -hmm. saying context, relationship, experience, all have a shaping influence on how that strength is seen. So the name of the strength is descriptive, and we want to sit back Mm -hmm. and watch how it presents itself to us and then add maybe some commentary to it but not box
0: that person in. Often there is a temptation to say that this strength and that strength go together, that someone with a strength of ideation and communication should go into advertising, or a person with command and strategic should lead a company. People want simple solutions, but that is what we're trying to avoid. People are far too complex for just simple answers and simple solutions. People are attempting to
1: use a strengths-based approach to assigning people to certain jobs or responsibilities in teaming I think that's the right intention I'm, I'm acknowledging that that's correct what I'm what I'm asking is to not be so narrow in then deducing that it is a strength that we're looking for we're looking for a person with the strength of achiever and the strength of um, strategic when you could have two other strengths that when working together could look a lot like mm-hmm. it could behave in that way correct back to behaviors yeah we don't know what a a list of five strengths is going to look like when a person shows up. It's just a way to inform us, Mm -hmm. to give us a chance to understand what somebody might present like.
0: Generative, not general. Our second differentiator, or the thing that makes us unique, is that Leadership Vision believes that strengths only exist when they bring life to you and to others. A general approach to using strengths suggests your top five signature themes are automatically strengths and can be used to excuse or encourage certain behaviors. Like a prescriptive approach, it assumes that all themes are the same.
1: A strength is a strength only when it's bringing life to you and life to others. That there is a two-way street that is in operation when someone's strengths are active. Because I think that there is a way that people uh, show up where they believe that they're engaging in their strengths. Um, Mm. It's it's bringing them life. But in a way, it it could be that they're short-circuiting a a relationship or they're trying to get things done through a shortcut, meaning that it's not giving life to somebody else. What I'm asking is that we have an, an awareness. We ask ourselves this question. Is this theme of strength bringing life to me and providing life to somebody else? And we want to ask that question and check off both of those boxes. Hmm. And then we say it's generative. Conversely, a general approach to interpreting strengths is this. A person receives their profile after they've, they've taken StrengthsFinder online, and they make the assumption that all five of these signature themes hmm. are strengths.
0: When you get your results back, we don't have a clue if they're actually strengths. Your top five signature themes report is just that a report that measures five areas, themes, of your greatest potential for strength.
1: We don't know if, number one, you're aware that that theme is actually one of your areas of greatest potential. We don't know that yet. Secondly, we don't know if you're actually engaging that theme. Hmm. You can be engaging a theme and it has negative impact on other people. We would say that that's a general understanding of the strength, but it's not a generative application of that strength. So we kind of want to... Slow people down, nuanced, Yeah, slow people yeah. down and say, "Let's spend some time getting to understand the names of our themes of strength." Secondly, ask ourselves: Are we even engaging that theme? Hmm. Not to mention whether it's generative or not. Just are we engaging it?
0: Are we using it on a daily basis? Are we using it at all? Yeah,
1: at all. Yeah. Because how many huh. times have you worked with a client, Nathan, where you've seen someone get these five yeah. themes back,
0: and they're they're saying. Gosh, I don't even know what this word means. I'm not even sure. Brian is right. I've sat across the table from many clients over the years in a one-to-one conversation who have no clue how to initially relate to the words on a page. It's only after some great conversation and helping them unpack those words and terms that they can begin to understand what it means for them and for their life. They start with a general understanding and then... Through our relationship with
1: you can then begin to understand how to apply that strength Mm. in a generative way. Right. So we really focus on this, trying to draw people's attention to the potential that lies in this theme becoming a strength and not to assume for yourself or for others that those
0: five words are generative. This process can be difficult. Sometimes we find people have been using their strengths, and I put that in air quotes, in ways that are anything but life-giving to themselves or others. Sometimes just an awareness of the idea that strengths should be generative opens the gates for a new understanding of how to engage strengths in a positive way. Environment, not just an event. Our third differentiator has to do with the way we engage our clients over time. Because organizational change doesn't happen quickly, we believe in creating the right environment for the language of strengths to stick, not just coming in to do a one-and-done event, but to be clear. We're not opposed
1: to coming in and providing an event experience. So something where we're coming in for sixty or ninety minutes. We we have some very unique and distinct offerings for that kind mm-hmm. of time frame. Yes, we do. But we really do understand that through an event. There is not much that we can do to help really put down some roots uh, so that a strengths based approach can be productive or engaging long term. Hmm. So, we respect what an event can do because sometimes an event is a way to get people's attention around something that they may say, you know, we really want to do this. Mm-hmm. It is awareness building, it is an which awareness building. It's the first building. step, as
0: we talked about mm-hmm. earlier.
1: Another thing with events, and sometimes we say yes to these, to determine what relationship we can have with somebody. There have been several events that we've done where we're thankful that we were there for 90 minutes to realize that this organization uh, doesn't want to go much further than this than to simply introduce the language of strengths to a functional team. Nothing wrong with that. Because like we've said before in many of the conversations we've had, sometimes that's what is needed for a team to begin to align around building stronger relationships. But what we are claiming is that if we have a chance to do a couple of things, number one, to understand your environment, then we can better understand how to deliver the experience that we have with StrengthsFinder. Hmm. And if we have a better understanding of your environment, then we know how we can influence and shape the environment so that this root system we're speaking of
0: actually has a chance to grow. So here's an example that really gets at this. Think of freshly cut flowers. They smell great, they brighten up a room, and they make you feel good. However, in a few days or maybe a week if you're lucky, they're dead and need to be thrown away. Now, you can continue to buy fresh cut flowers or you can invest in a plant. Plants are considerably more work. You've got to water them, tend the soil, prune them, and sometimes you even have to repot them or put them in the ground outside. They don't have the same short-term impact of brightening up a room, but the long-term impact is immeasurable. People with a positive experience with strengths are six times more likely to engage in their work. Those with a positive experience with strengths and an environment where strengths are expected, encouraged, leveraged, and cultivated are reported to be 30 to 60% more engaged. We like those second numbers much better. transformational not transactional finally we believe that the process of working with strengths is about transformation not just a transaction transformation is about a positive change that leaves a person indelibly different from when they started a transaction by contrast is simply an exchange or an interaction between people each party gets something but doesn't leave fundamentally different Obviously, a transaction needs to happen in order to start this whole process we're talking about. You take the test, you get your results back, and we respect that, of course. However,
1: There's so much potential in having the strengths language give us a greater understanding and self-awareness of who we are and who we work with.
0: That true transformation can happen. We believe operating from strengths can have a transformational impact on people's lives. It changes the way you see yourself, the way you relate to those around you, and the way you influence those in your community. Brian talks about the life-changing impact this has on the individual. Because we think that
1: we can begin to not only influence the way you see yourself, but influence and change the way you're thinking about yourself. This may seem like a reach, but I wouldn't be bringing it up if I didn't have you know experience to back this right. up. Data points is we have seen so many times where just this language of strengths, where it is a, a positive way that a person can begin to interpret themselves. That process for someone who has had like a negative tape playing in their mind for years and years, if not decades, of saying like you're not good enough or this didn't, didn't work or for whatever reason, they've always been withheld or been pushed back. When you begin to introduce a language – that hints at the beauty and brilliance of someone, if someone lets that become internalized, it can really begin to transform the story that they're telling about themselves. They can begin to see themselves in other ways, and that can transform the way that they see themselves, the way that they understand themselves, the way they accept themselves. If someone's experiencing that, I think it's nothing less than transformational. It's powerful. Because that can stick, and transformation takes time. Change can happen periodically. Change can happen sporadically. But transformation is this slow, gentle turning of a corner. We want to respect that process. We also know this, if I'm experiencing that transformation within myself, maybe I can begin to see that transformation happening in somebody else. Mm -hmm. And that, again, I think really begins to lead itself into the deepening of relationships between people when they give others the option, and even the opportunity, to begin to change the way that they're hearing their own words or begin to change the way that they're interpreting their own story.
0: Strengths can become transformational when they give you a platform to understand yourself. They become transformational when they help you create an environment for growth and give life to you and others if you're listening to this not in your head along in agreement but wondering how you might adopt these four words into your own practice or your own understanding of strengths brian offers some helpful advice the way that that you begin to answer the question what difference is strengths making that needs to
1: happen within a conversation hmm. i think that there's a level of self-reflection like what is this approach doing for me Then begin to talk about it with somebody else. It could be someone that that you work with, members of your team, and begin to talk about what influence are these strengths having in our lives. We've done that process with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Then we began to name the few that we can agree upon. So I think first step is self-reflection. Like what is this strengths approach doing for me as a person? What qualities do they represent? What values are being embodied? Second, have that conversation with somebody else and ask the same question. What is a strengths approach doing for you? How is it changing you? So again, you're going away from the words of strengths and you're asking, what's happening here? And then if it is in a a team environment, then ask yourselves, what are some of these common values or common Mm. characteristics that we can agree upon and have a discussion based on on that?
0: Thanks for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of StrengthsFinder. Subscribe to the Leadership Vision Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thanks to Brian Schubering, our president and CEO. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. I'm Nathan Freeberg. Thanks for listening.